Hello and welcome back to The Great Date Guy. My name is Rob Wong and today I'm going to teach you some stuff about sales and dating and telemarketing. <laughs> How can telemarketing improve your dating life? How can that make you more attractive? And how can that make you into a master conversationalist? Now, one thing that I didn't talk about that I... I mean, I don't talk about this with anyone. Very few people know that I did this. At one stage in my life, I was a phone sales kind of dude. I took on that job because I thought it would be challenging. It was one of the things that I was the most afraid of. I hate, I hated, hated, hated having cold call situations with people. I hated having, having phone calls with people as well. And so I thought that if I leaned into that fear, that would help me grow. And in the background, I was secretly hoping that that would make me better with girls too. Even back then, the link between sales and marketing and dating and human psychology was very clear to me. The overlap is insane. Once you see it, it is insane how much they overlap. Now, my biggest beef with the situation was the fact that I was given a script. And I would always try to deviate from the script and then it wouldn't work. And then I'd stick with the script and then it would kind of work, but not really. And, and here's the thing about that situation. I felt very greasy and very salesy, and I didn't get a breakthrough in that until very, very recently. Like now, I enjoy my sales calls because they're not really the same as the way that I used to approach them. Now, the interesting thing is that the questions that I ask are very similar, but the mindset that I have about it is completely different. And as a result, sometimes I will have people that aren't a fit for my services. And they'll leave the call with the same kinds of breakthroughs and insights about themselves, the same ability to shift their behavior that they would normally get out of my coaching calls. And that's a big deal for a lot of folks because these are the types of insights that begin to change people's lives. But there are parallels with the telemarketing approach that I want to bring to dating for you in particular, especially around conversation. See, the way that I used to take on conversations with women and the way that I see a lot of men take on conversations with women and other people is that we would ask questions and then move on to the next question and then move on to the next question. And there was kind of like this hope that if we asked the questions in the right order, we would get the sale, Right. If I ask these questions and I highlight the pain points then and I qualify the, the subject uh, and then I paint a bunch of like value out of, oh, well, what could you get out of subscribing to our services? I thought that that would have the customer magically as a result of my recipe of questions get to a point where they were on board with coming and purchasing our services. And by the same token, I see a lot of guys approaching conversation with women with this idea that if I ask the right questions in the right sequence, um, this is going to get me to that point of chemistry. And while I think questions are a good start and they're a very necessary part of conversation, they have nothing to do with chemistry. So in a recent experience, I had a girl approach me and start asking a lot of detailed questions about how I viewed the world, what I saw, um, what I believed in, what I was creating, what was important to me. She asked a lot of very good, insightful questions, right? These are good, deep 
conversation starters. But one of the things that I noticed was that it didn't feel like she cared at all what the responses I was giving were. And, and the interesting part was she made it very clear that she was interested in dating me. And so this had me thinking back to like, okay, this is like the way that I used to talk to women. This is 100% the way that I used to talk to women. I would ask questions, but I wouldn't actually want to know the answer to those questions. I just asked those questions to keep the conversation afloat because the thing that I was most worried about was the awkward silence. And here's the thing about when you ask questions from a place of not caring. It means that you don't have a natural follow-up to that question. If I ask you about what kind of music you listen to, where that would traditionally have taken me like five years ago would be like, oh, that's cool. (laughs) There's nowhere else to go because odds are I haven't heard of that band. Now, if I were to ask that same question today, it would be a lot more interesting for me to explore because I would want to understand why. Why do you think that music is good? Is it because of the emotions that it evokes or the imagery that you think of? Or does it remind you of the specific events in your life? And what was that event like? What was that like for you? And in that exploration, I'm genuinely interested in understanding the answer to this. I'm fascinated by the way the human brain works. I want to get to know this about other people. And I want to see if this fits in with my grand scheme of like how people operate. I have this huge theory in my mind about how human psychology and reality are tied together. So I'm lit up by this conversation. That energy is apparent when I'm having that talk with someone else. Now, I also know that I'm very capable or very incapable of having that same conversation with someone about sports. I am not interested at all. I can't force myself to be in that conversation. I just have like it's boring for me. I don't have the background or the lore or the understanding or the curiosity to try and figure it out. Now, I love playing sports. I hate talking about it. And if I were to start up a conversation with someone about it, I wouldn't have anywhere to take that. And so I want to tie this back to where we originally started this conversation. When I'm having a sales call with someone, right? Or when I'm having a conversation with a woman, it's very important that I be asking questions that I want the answer to, that I be coming from a place of curiosity. And that's why the the actual fact that I am asking questions or even deep or open-ended questions, I hear that one coming up a lot. You should ask open-ended questions. Well, no, you shouldn't if you don't care what the answer is. Now, I want you to imagine that you've just been selected, right? You've just been selected to be interviewed by your local newspaper, And this is an exciting time for you, right? You're going to have a conversation with someone about something that you're really excited about, whether it's your business or like what you're up to in the world, the most recent projects you've been taking on, or what you think about your kids and how to raise them, right? They're here to ask for your expert opinion about the one thing that you're great about. And you get all prepared and you get dressed up for this. You show up, you're ready for the interview. They've got the cameras and the boom mic. And then the person comes up and they just start 
asking questions, but you can tell that like they're reading off of a script. You can tell that they don't give two shits about you or what your answers are. So yeah, what's what's important to you? Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, when did you uh, when did you start doing that? Oh, okay. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, who? What do your customers look like? And as you're around that energy, as you listen to me asking you those questions, how does that make you feel? What do you notice about your emotions? What do you notice about your visceral reaction? As I ask you those questions, as you put yourself in that situation. For me, it feels like someone threw a bucket of cold water in my face. It feels a little bit like, why am I even having this conversation? It feels a little bit disrespectful even. Like, what is this person going for? Why are they even here if they don't want to be here? Couldn't they have sent someone else to ask me questions? I begin to feel worse about myself from being in that conversation. And unfortunately, that's the impact of asking questions that we don't care about. And so when you have a conversation with someone, and it doesn't matter who, right? It could be your boss. It could be a potential prospect. It could be the hottest girl that you've ever fucking seen or the hottest man. It is really, really helpful to have some kind of frame of mind that allows you to be emotionally invested in that conversation. Now, the best one that I have available for you is to be coming from curiosity. Think about what you are naturally drawn to ask questions about. And then ask those questions and then see what else comes up for you. What else are you curious about? And if you're not curious about what comes up from there, don't talk about it. But at the end of the day, a conversation is an interplay. It's a dance. It's an exchange of energy. And the last thing that we want to bring to a conversation is the energy of obligation. It's the energy of, fuck, I have to be here. You know, like, I just need to tread water until I get to the finish point. No. (laughs) No. Bad and wrong. Take it on like you can find something that you can enjoy moment to moment. This, like anything else, can be a practice in mindfulness. And when you can bring mindful enjoyment to your conversations, that's when you'll notice the biggest difference. You'll be able to have conversations with people where they will not want to stop talking to you. I've had three-hour conversations with folks and they just fly by. Those people want to have more conversations with me afterwards. But you cannot get there. Right? You cannot get there with a person that you're attracted to if you don't care about what you're asking. In fact, the only way that you're going to be able to get that kind of conversation is if you're with someone who equally doesn't care whether or not you're listening. And that's the worst kind of conversation, right? That's the kind of conversation where you get talked at for three hours. It is not a conversation 
they're just there and you could easily be replaceable by a brick wall or like a rubber duck or like a cardboard cutout, right? It wouldn't matter. <laughs> so how can telemarketing help your conversation skills? Use it as a primer in what not to do. You don't need to ask the right questions. You don't need to have a script or a formula. You don't even need to ask questions. What matters is the vibe you bring to the conversation. What matters is that you take the time to get real about how you actually feel. Right? Because it's just as weird if you're pretending to be happy and excited when you're secretly not. And there's been stuff happening in your life that you're really not enjoying. But at the end of the day, the rule is this. Talk about what matters to you. Ask questions about it. Dig more and discover about all the stuff that you're fascinated by when it comes to this other person. And don't get in your own head about what they would want. They'll tell you. <laughs> and that's all the time that we have for today. My name is Rob Wong. I am the great date guy. <laughs> that feels weird to say. I'm a dating and lifestyle coach for the Great Date Guy podcast. And we'll catch you next week, Thursday, 8 a.m. And as always, if you got something out of this podcast, please give us a like or share or a review or send it off. This Send this episode off to someone who would appreciate it, who would benefit from it. All right. Take care. Thanks. <laughs> and as always. If you got something from this, if you enjoyed this episode, thank you for listening, first and foremost. And if you haven't already, give us a like, a subscribe, a rating, or send this episode off to someone who could really use it. Thank you again. Okay, thanks. Bye.